media, culture, technology. The world changes more and more every single day. And there is one man, and only one man, who knows absolutely nothing about it. This is The Seth Scouton Show, The Podcast. Welcome back to the program. I guess you could say this is our first real episode, as the episode that aired yesterday, uh, Saturday, was more of a a pilot uh, to test the program out, see if it would work. Um, I didn't really know what I was getting into, and uh, so I created it largely just to, you know, try out the algorithm, figure out how everything worked. Um, So this is our first official episode of the show. Um, today we are discussing one of my favorite Marvel franchises, Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, recently on YouTube, you know, tier lists are all the rage. And so here we are. We are tiering the Guardians of the Galaxy characters. Um, so on our list today, we have Aisha, uh, Baby Groot, The Collector, Drax, Ego, Ronan, Gamora, Regular Groot, uh, Kraglin. Mantis, you know, it goes on, it goes on, all the main players of the universe. Um, And so, yeah, you know, Guardians is one of my favorite um, Marvel subseries. Um, Guardians 2 being my very favorite Marvel movie. You know, I first saw the movies, I wasn't super keen on them. And then I saw this fantastic essay on YouTube on the second movie, and I'm like, man, this stuff's really good. Uh, So... Uh, this is, yeah, the tiering of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy is really cool because it gives you one of the, the best examples of the five-man band in recent fiction. Um, so the five-man band is this trope of your five central protagonists of a ensemble film or television series or novel kind of form um, these five main archetypes. And so your main archetypes are... You got your leader, your lancer, your heart, the smart guy, and the big guy. And those five original guardians fill perfectly into those roles. Um, And then I'll talk more about them as we arrive at each character. Basically, the leader is obviously the leader. More often than not, the central character of the narrative. Um, Your lancer is the main foil to the leader on the team. Um, They're not always rivals in the case of... Cyclops and Wolverine from X-Men, they are rivals, but then in Guardians, they're romantic interests, so there you go. And then you got um, the Heart, who's most often female, but not always, like in the case of Guardians, the Heart is not. Um, Kind of the emotional core of the team. Um, And then you got your Smart Guy, usually the physically like the weakest, but most intelligent. Um, And then your Big Guy. Uh, Your Big Guy is usually stupid. Um, if you're going to assign any sort of like random characteristic to any character on your five-man band, it's going to be your big guy. Um, think uh, Chewbacca from uh, Star Wars. He's probably the best example of any of this. Again, these are large archetypes and there are variations within each one. But this is kind of the standard and Guardians fills that perfectly. So here we go. Let's start with um, Aisha from Guardians 2. Trash character. Wow, just, I mean, she, she's, the Sovereign are just 
the weirdest things that have ever happened to the universe. Um, yeah, absolutely hate Aisha. She's going freaking uh, D tier. Um, we get to uh, let's get to Baby Groot. So Baby Groot, I've never been a huge fan of. Maybe because I just like regular Groot so much. Regular Groot to me is just the best in like the entire MCU. So, you know, Baby Groot, he's fine, but he's a bit of a knockoff, so we're going to throw him up here at the B tier. Uh, let's talk about the Collector. Uh, Freaking love Benedicio del Toro. Um, he is just the light of my life, and he's so much fun. He plays so many different weird characters, uh, and he's been in everything from, well, Guardians, obviously. He was the last Jedi. He played um, the Codebreaker guy. Uh, he was in Sicario. Uh, so yeah, no, he's done everything, but he's so wasted in Guardians. Like, he's got this one really cool scene, and then bam, he's dead. So, spoilers, but yeah, he dies. So, um, wait, doesn't he die in, he dies in Infinity War, though, right? Thanos kills him? Yeah, no, he dies in Infinity War. I can't even remember his death. Bam, D tier. Uh... Ahead of Aisha, though, because, you know, Aisha is still the worst. Um, Drax. Drax is the big guy on the original Guardians of the Galaxy lineup. He's uh, not the strongest physically. Uh, that would go to Groot, but he's definitely the stupid one, and he fills that role of the big guy. Um, I will say, Drax gets so much better in um, that second movie. I mean, like, the first one, he's pretty cool. Uh, and then they add just a lot to his personality in the second one, as well as Infinity War. Uh, Dave Bautista, he's like he's like a really good actor, and so that's really cool. Um, he's really good in Blade Runner, in the new one. Uh, I mean, he's not in that movie for very much, but no, he's a really good actor, and I hope he can do some other stuff, because he can like do comedy, and he can drama really well. And so Dave Bautista is like the fave. Uh, we're going to throw him up uh, A tier. Here we go. No, not S tier. A tier. Ego, the living planet. Uh, you know, when news were com was coming out of Comic-Con uh, 2016, that Ego was going to be the main villain of um, Guardians 2. I couldn't believe it, right? Because, like, he's such a high concept. Well, not high concept. He's such a weird concept character. A planet that's alive. Um, and... Uh, you know, like I heard the descriptions of the footage that was shown at Comic-Con 2016. And I was so confused. I wasn't too sure what they're going to be doing with this character. But they managed to pull it off. And he's not, like, the best character in the series. But because of his emotional connection to Peter, it's like, oh, man, it makes everything so much better. So um, let's throw him Let's throw him on a B tier, just behind uh, Baby Cruz. And then we get to my main man. My main man, Ronan the Accuser. Uh, worst villain in the entire MCU, uh, D tier. And you know what? He's not going to be on the same tier as the Collector, because compared to uh, Ronan, the Collector should win like 100,000 different Oscars. So, bam, the Collector's going up to C tier. Now we get to Gamora. And Gamora plays the role of the Lancer on the original five Guardians members, in which she is the direct foil to Peter Quill, where Peter Quill is. Um, inexperienced and brash and doesn't really know much. Um, Gamora is kind of this very solemn-centered uh, 
thoroughly experienced individual. So, um, yeah, no, she plays the role of Lancer being kind of that foil for our main protagonist, Peter Quill. Uh, I really like her a lot. Um, I think her arc in the first movie, as well as Infinity War, was really cool. I wasn't expecting her to have that big of a part in Infinity War. And so when she dies, uh, I'm like, man, that was really emotional and surprisingly emotional for a character I didn't think I cared that much about. But no, both James Gunn and the Russos did a really good job with um, flushing her up. You know what? No credit to the Russos. The Russos can go die in a hole. James Gunn did a really good job with her character. Um, you know, she could be kind of the super stereotypical assassin character, but oh man, she's actually really fun and creative and dynamic and exciting. And um, Yeah, no, she's just going up uh, A tier, just above Drax the Destroyer. And then we get to Groot. Now, Groot is undeniably the highlight of that first movie, and he plays the role of the heart. Um, and I think it's not immediately obvious why, but if you watch the movie, um, you kind of understand that later in the later. Um, you know, there's that bit where there's all the flowers and the guardians are walking through, like, whoa, look at the flowers. And he grabs the flower and passes one to the little girl. Or he's the one to sacrifice himself at the very end. Groot is the heart of the team, and you can't change my mind otherwise. Uh, S tier. Bam. Top of the pile. Groot is the best. What a goat. Uh, let me get to Craglin. You know, Craglin in the first movie kind of plays his background bit. You know, a uh, nice shout out from James Gunn to his brother. But Craglin in that second movie, you know, he really... James Gunn is the best. And I'm so glad he's coming back for Volume 3. Um, he writes just so many great characters. And he makes sure that all of his characters in his movies feel like they're meant to be there. Except for Ronan. Um... But no, Craglin really surprised me in that second movie and did an excellent job of fleshing out um, Yondu's character. So, I mean, in and of himself, he's not that interesting, but because of his relationship to Yondu and how that works within the rest of the Guardians, Craglin deserves uh, top of the B tier. So that's above Baby Groot and above Ego because Craglin is the best. Mantis. Um, uh, Mantis is interesting, I guess. Um, I liked her in the second movie. I think she, at times, got a touch annoying, especially when she was working with Drax, in which they were funny, but then a few times, it's like, oh man, this is kind of bordering on being obnoxious. But, um, yeah, no, uh, she, she's pretty cool. Um, I think... In Volume 3, we're going to get some more from her, and then James Gunn will kind of win me over onto Mantis' side. I had this a lot with characters. I'm like, oh man, I don't really like this character. But then by the end of the movie, or by the end of the second movie, I'm like, this is the best character ever, especially with Kraglin. So I'm hope hopefully, like, a similar thing will happen. So Mantis, um, C tier, just above the Collector. Just because she hasn't done much yet, but hopefully, you know, Ah, she's not completely um, wasted. Nebula. Nebula right now is my favorite character in the entire universe. I've said that a couple times already, but Nebula is the heart and soul of the entire universe. Um, she was the highlight of Endgame. Yeah, I 
after the first movie, I'm like, oh yeah, again, cool character, interesting concept, N not really much done with her. But then in Guardians 2, and then not as much in Infinity War, but then Endgame, it's like, wow, she's a really well-rounded, well-created character. Again, James Gunn is just creating these excellent characters that even if they don't immediately do something exciting, there's still potential and he's got a plan for them. And Nebula is probably the perfect example of that. Um, absolute legend, absolute GOAT, S-tier, above Groot. Currently, number one character in the Guardians franchise. Star-Lord. Um, uh, I, I really liked him in the first two Guardians movies. Um, he's a lot of fun. Chris Pratt is a really good comedian. Um, his stuff on Parks and Rec is pretty entertaining. I, I didn't like him so much in, um, Infinity War and Endgame. I mean, like, he's, he's got a little bit obnoxious at points. Um, hey mom. Hey. First guest on the program. Um, yeah, so you know what? But within the context of Guardians of the Galaxy, he's pretty cool. A tier, just behind Drax. Uh, Rocket Raccoon. Um, again, uh, James Gunn pulls out just these massive emotional cards and these big emotional gut punches. And Rocket is a fantastic example of this. Um, yeah, again, in the first movie, it's like it's it's a great introduction to Rocket, but then James Gunn doesn't stay with that surface level characterization, and then in the second movie, um, he uses Rocket and Yondu to kind of flesh those two characters out, because they're 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 the same character basically, they're the same person, um, and that relationship is really cool, and Rocket has a lot of depth now. And I really like that. And he was really good at Endgame, in which he's. I find um, the MCU has a difficult time with uh, kind of having funny characters that still have some emotional weight to them, um, in which you either have your serious character or your comedic character. And Rocket is both at the same time, and it works so well. This guy going up to the S tier behind Groot just because Groot is the best, but still top tier on the tier maker. Um, okay, so final two characters uh, Thanos. So this one's tricky because you know Thanos is the best villain of the entire MCU. Um, Loki stands can go die. Um, cause Loki's not a hero, uh, not, not a villain anymore, he's a hero now. So I mean, he sacrificed himself in the Infinity War, and it's really sad, but he's a hero now, and he's not a villain. Um, they played the redemptive card arc, and it's a great arc, but he's not a villain. So the best villain in the MCU is Thanos. But within the context of exclusively Guardians of the Galaxy, he's not that great. Um... He's only in that first film, and again, very briefly, he talks with Gamora for a bit, and the other, um, but within the first film, he does literally nothing. In Infinity War, he's 
brilliant, and he gets all sorts of character work done, and he, he's really the main character of the movie, and his relationship with Gamora gets explored, but within the context of just Guardians of the Galaxy, he's terrible. Um, so we're throwing him on the C tier, behind the Collector, um, but still above Aisha and Ronan. Final character, um, Yondu. This guy, wow, um, I sound like a broken record. James Gunn has this knack of taking these incredibly broken people, people that you shouldn't like, but then he makes you like them by being both just extremely charismatic on screen, but then having some fantastic emotional depth as well. Um, yeah, no, Yondu uh, is just the best and i love him so much so he's going straight up to the s tier behind rocket you know what screw it above rocket uh rocket is worse than yondu not by much but yeah still um yeah so there we go that is our tiering of the guardians of the galaxy uh thank you so much for joining me on the seth skeleton show the podcast in which we discuss the characters of Guardians of the Galaxy, a bit more of a serious episode, but as I said in my pilot, this show can be whatever I want it to be, and you have no power over it. Um, so if I want to spend, what's it been now, 18 minutes discussing Guardians of the Galaxy and the characters within Guardians of the Galaxy, I can do that. So, you know what? That was me hip hitting a whip. Um... Yeah, thank you so much for joining us on the program, and we'll be back sometime in the future, hopefully weekly, I'm not too sure. I'm releasing this episode pretty quickly because it's like, you know, i got to get some content out there on my Spotify, but uh, hopefully we're going to kind of move into a eh, weekly-ish schedule. Um, thank you so much for joining us on the Seth Scouten Show, the podcast, and we will see you again on the next thrilling episode. This has been another episode of The Seth Skelton Show, the podcast, created by Seth Skelton, written and directed by Seth Skelton. Our producer is Seth Skelton, assistant director being Seth Skelton. Catering is The Seth Skelton Food Company, starring Seth Skelton. And I, as always, am Seth Skelton, thanking you for joining us on another episode of The Seth Skelton Show, the podcast. <laughs>